Welcome to Delayed Effect. everyone welcome to delayed effect what chapter 10 as it is supposed to be apparently after the number nine i am your host your whatever the fuck kind of guru some sort uh packy and i'm joined today by a certain someone who is uh it's pretty cool and Needs no introduction, but he should start talking now. Well, I was going to say, yet I got one. (laughs) You got one before I said you didn't need one, so you need no secondary introduction? Hello, my name is Zach. Who are you? I just said my name is Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Hi, Zach. Hi. Hi. Hi, Packy. How are you? I'm quite well, sir. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Thanks for letting me be a part of what is clearly an organized uh, operation. Oh, yeah. We're nothing if not organized over here on this show that has no network. Hmm. Well, whose fault is that? Mine and yours and Mark's. Uh, I'll I'll definitely accept 0% of the blame and, and put <laughs> the rest of it on you, too. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. That's how things always go. Thanks for letting me join you on this delayed effect. Of course. I do appreciate it. This is the first time I've had a guest on anything. That's true. That's that's true. I mean, if you don't count to... down the bunny hole where I had uh, my best friend Joel on, but yeah, I, I don't count him for anything. So. Uh, I don't either. That's fine. Down the bunny hole, that sounds like a great show. Yeah, what is that? Do you know what that is? I have no idea. I, it's on some pretty all right network. Yeah, yeah, pretty all right. Like Black Pods. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, that's the name of the network. What? Wow, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is on that network. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool show that you and I do. Uh, not so much lately, but uh, it will probably kick back up soon, I'm imagining, after after all the events that Blink-May 2 have been kind of going through right now. And, uh, and uh, I mean, I don't know. Our schedule's still a little difficult, but I think we'll be able to manage, especially once we have something a little more... Uh, interesting to talk about uh so that'll be cool like our own music that as well as uh blink Way 2 being in the studio yeah yeah holy shit that's gonna be fun to talk about yeah i almost so. feel like <laughs> like uh obligated to talk about it right now because we're talking but well we can that's it's fine it's not like exclusive show. to down the bunny hole i guess it's not i just we i feel weird cheating it. on you with you i know right it's strange but i'll be all right i'll uh i'll let it's it slide like, this time it's like masturbating with my right hand mm-hmm maybe when it's numb that's what you do with your left are you right-handed or left-handed i'm left-handed what are you you should kill yourself i can't right-handed man i am totally right-handed i would never be left-handed if i was born left-handed i would would learn how to be right-handed why i i don't know i just prefer to be (laughs) right-handed strange to write right like almost backwards it's it's kind of funny to watch left-handed people write because they like curl their hands around. So are you like really left-handed or what? Like strangely I can't retarded while they're writing, and I can't do that. Are you not? So are you left-handed or not? I can't. Tell I you. am most uh, of the my, time. Uh, 
my dad's left-handed and my my boss is left-handed both of my boss and his boss are left-handed but i'm doesn't really have nothing to do with me but i just just weird to see left-handed people <laughs> we are a strange my, bunch my dad writes we're all strange like that i don't know how he does it i couldn't I do it i don't know i've tried doing it like that i get why they do it so they don't why smudge. don't you just be right-handed i can't I mean, I can write. I can write left-handed. Just it looks like a three-year-old wrote it, but yeah, I can exactly. Read it. I, I like to pretend I'm older than I am. Yeah. So, I uh, that's weird. I didn't know you were left-handed. So, do you play a left-handed guitar? No. Or oh, really? That's strange too. But see, I'm right-handed, but my fingering hand is my left hand, which is strange because it's more like it requires more you know intricate movements than my right hand does. Especially since I can't finger pick, which is also strange since I'm right-handed because I can't do it. So you play a right-handed guitar then. I play left-handed, or yeah, well, I, it's a regular <laughs> guitar, but it's a, I consider it a left-handed guitar, because I, I do the fingering with my left, but Yeah, because that's the more intricate work. And actually, I don't even think they call it a right-handed guitar, I think they just call it a guitar, and then a left-handed guitar, if that makes sense. I've never actually heard anyone refer to it as a right-handed guitar. It's a right-handed guitar and a wrong-handed guitar. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, yeah, no, that's weird. So, you, most people that are left-handed actually will play the other way, though. I, I wanted to. When I first sat down in front of my teacher, I put it down with the fretboard in my right hand and he looked at me funny he's like you're not gonna play it like that are you and i slowly put it <laughs> in the other hand and i said no i'll play it so this you, way so you could have learned either way I guess jimmy so. hendrix you know flipped his guitar over famously but he kept the strings i believe in the same tuning as they were he didn't switch it around right they were like standard range yeah, that, yeah but they were upside that's down. How I, that's how I thought it was, too, when left-handed people played, because I, I tried that afterwards. I'm like, well, maybe I can figure it out. And I was trying to make, like, a G chord, but upside down. And I looked yeah. like a retard. Yeah, it would look weird. So I was it like, would all no. look pretty strange. I'm good. I did not know this about you. This is so weird. My my I had a, a, a now ex-girlfriend that told me that my mom had told her that I was, I when I was younger, when I was, like, little, I tried to write left-handed, but they taught me to be right-handed but i don't recall any of that so they tried to teach me to be right-handed and i don't I know why you didn't it. let it stick man come on it wasn't my fault i was like three and i didn't know any better hmm you should try it now i think i'm gonna try and teach myself how to write left-handed better but i, I just know. saw this guy on tv do that on um i don't know if it was a movie or the tv show but it was columbo that old detective show and this guy is like He's like, hey, you're left-handed. And the guy, like, put the pen in his right hand and started writing. He's like, I can do both. It's like showing That's called off. ambidextrous. That is. That's the word. That's what he said, too. Or according to a newspaper article about a baseball player, amphibious. Amphibious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Left-handed. That's strange, man. I, Your whole uh, world is shattered now, huh? It's a little different. That's the only difference we, we've uh, encountered, really. Oh, the line's finally crossed. Except that I'm not single. But anyway, um <laughs> well, I'm kind of not. Kind if, of not. Yeah. I'm do you old. do you put kind of gasoline in your car? <laughs> or do you put <laughs> gasoline in your car? I put half gasoline, half sugar. Oh. Oh, okay, good. Well that that'll make it run fast. It's a Toyota. It'll take anything. Mm-hmm. You have a do you have a hybrid or what do you have? I don't remember. I have a Yaris. It looks like a hybrid, but it's not. Oh, that's like the ugliest fucking name and ugliest car. It's, it's like a straight person pretending that's to be That's probably gay. why they broke your window, honestly. They were just like, fuck this car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I thought at first until I noticed the headphones are missing. I thought somebody so was got, just like, I ah, fuck this guy and just crashed the window. So you got the you got the window fixed and you had extra money or you just took the money for the window and spent it on a guitar? Um, I just had extra money after paying for the window. But did you buy a guitar? No, I bought the amp. Oh, that's right. The How Q. is that amp? You it's like good. 
I Why'd wish you, you could have, have heard more. Why'd you buy another one? <laughs> Why not? Nothing wrong with it. I'm just curious. Why'd you buy it? Well, my Vox amp is just, it's getting old and it's starting to show its age a little bit. And it's not like in a vintage cool way where it would sound awesome. It's just, it's starting to sound a little more choppy and shorting out a little bit. Mm. You can always and it just, get it, it has too much feedback in the bad way. So I just thought, well, I'll get a new one. That's cool. And the new one has more effects and stuff on it. And, oh, you know, like, of course you're happy then. I am. You know me. I, I don't like to sound like a guitar player. That's strange. I, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I really just like an overdrive channel, a clean channel, and maybe one more overdrive channel, but that's it. I don't really... I mean, the effects are fun to play with, but when it comes down to, like, when I... The, the thing I play the most is, is it just an overdriven guitar. Not a distorted guitar, because there is a very big difference, but... Mm-hmm. I uh I always keep it on overdrive and I have I actually the only thing I have on on the I have like three different effects uh knobs and they each have three different effects on them and the only one I have on is gain nice. <laughs> which is an effect and then I have a have a separate uh reverb and I have a little bit of reverb which I was usually never a fan of but I for some reason have kind of kept it on so that's about as far as my effects go I mean I'll play with them all day long but when it comes to actually recording a song or playing songs I keep it pretty straightforward right. A flanger's fun as well too, but I don't use it often. That's that's the one I like using. That and I have a a high octave setting, which is interesting because it makes it sound like you're plucking two strings at once, kind of like a twelve string. Yeah. So it gives. Have it you a, ever played a twelve string? Yes. Me too. People are always. Uh, I had this again, same same ex girlfriend, but she was like talking about how somebody played all these different instruments. This fucking douche canoe. She's like, you just play guitar. I was like, actually, no, I, I don't just play guitar. I just own a guitar. I was like, I can play bass guitar. I can play a 12-string guitar. She's like, you can play a 12-string? I didn't know that. I'm like, it's not any different than playing fucking six strings, <laughs> but yeah, I can play one. It's just got it's just got six more strings on it. So it's not a different process. Have you ever played a, a seven or eight-string guitar? Uh, I can't recall playing an eight, but I have played a six-string, and I, I mean a seven-string, and I, I just never understood the need for that extra. I think it's a B-string, depending on what you use. I don't remember, but I... Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of the new metal bands used them. Uh, notably, Corn uh, would use them. I want to say maybe Deftones. I don't. I never got a Deftones, so I'm not sure on that one. But uh, I just never cared for them. I don't. I don't know. I was like, I'm. I'm barely good at these six strings. I'm not going to throw <laughs> in a seven. And the twelfth really didn't change anything because you're still playing the same strings. Really, you know, you were just. You just had. You would just hit more strings. So yeah, it did sound cool though. I love playing just like uh, all kinds of like G chords or whatever or C chord or anything with a twelve string. It really the octaves really did add a, another uh, level of depth to the to whatever you're playing. It made you sound a lot better than you really were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I like that setting on my amp, so I don't have to have a twelve string now. Yeah, which is nice. That's what I like about being a guitar player. I guess even a bass player because you can kind of play both. And you're like, oh my god, you can play that, and it's like they're not that different. No. I mean, I don't know how to play all the notes on a bass. You know what I mean? Like you see some different notes being played, but I mean, you, it's the same thing. Just put your finger on the fretboard and strum. You know, <laughs> you'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. When you tra- tra- go, go ahead. ahead, I was gonna say Trey. Trey Cool. He had a. He always had a say on uh, on the uh, bullet uh, bullet in the Bible. Yeah. Is that what it is? Bullet yeah. And the bullet, bullet yeah, that and one. Bullet in a Bible. Yeah, Bullet in a Bible, that like DVD uh, documentary thing. He was he was like, I just, you know, I'm, I'm just a drummer. I just go count to four and then repeat. That's it. <laughs> I wish it was that easy to play drums. I wish, too, because I can't do the fucking kick drum. I can no. do the kick drum or all the other drums, but I can't do the kick drum and the other drums. <laughs> yeah, that's the exact same problem I have. My, my brain can't. It's the same thing with pick, uh, finger picking. I can't 
I can't do that kind of shit for some reason. I can't get my my strumming hand to do multiple strings at random times or even the same time. I guess all at the same time I could do, but I couldn't do. It's weird. I just can't. And I've tried, like, you know, people are like, you just got to try. And I'm like, not really. I have. It doesn't work. Um, <laughs> That's how I, I know play I guitar, can't do it. When I first played guitar, I, I sucked at it, but I could do it, you know. So I was like, well, I know I can get better at this, but if you can't do it, you can't do it. And I don't think I, there's any time I'll be able to finger pick. I wish I could. It's That's one of my we favorite like things to hear. So much. It's true, and the only time I've ever heard it was in Boxing Day. Yeah. Wait, what about... um? No, wait, that's Boxing Day. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I, I was playing the riff in my head, but for some reason I thought it was a different song. Yeah. Oh, no, like, on the, the, the fucking... I guess those secret songs aren't really finger-picking. They're probably mm-hmm. still... No, they're, they're guitar. I mean, they're, I can play them, so I know they're, they're not. <laughs> they're individual notes being played, but they're not finger-picking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, Speaking of Tom, I was going to say, you know, a lot of articles recently, we just get into it, but uh, a lot of art, I mean, it's your show, I don't care what we do, but <laughs> if you'd like, we can just talk about it. Yes, let's um, just do it. And we'll just reiterate recent, it later anyway. Yeah, in recent weeks, he, uh, he's he been getting a lot of interviews because he released um, Of Nightmares with Angel Airwaves, the EP, mm-hmm. which I thought it was going to have five songs. To me, like five songs is an EP, like no, no more, no less, really, but whatever. He's different. So... Um, Anyway, so they yeah. released that, and he's been doing a lot of interviews, and uh, he finally kind of opened up a little bit more, a lot more about what happened with Blink-22. And I wish he could have just said it to begin with, but, I mean, he didn't. But, you know, a, a lot of people I was reading on Reddit were kind of still giving him shit, and I'm just like, one dude was like, he's not an artist, he keeps being an artist. And I was like, look, good or bad, he is an artist. I mean, the quality of the work is debatable, but he's still an artist. Yeah. Um, but they were talking about, he's like, you know, I don't believe this. Like, why, why does Mark have to go off and do this stuff and wait for Thomas? Like, he doesn't, but to use Tom as a crutch is also kind of horseshit. Mark and Travis could have easily gone and made Plus 44 while still being a band called Blink-182. You could still be Mark from Blink-182, which we've spoken about being kind of a horseshit thing to say. Yeah. Um, you know, he could. they could have done that, or Mark could have gone and made a solo project. Someone actually said something I thought was strange, and this is not counting any, like, songs he produced or was, like, guest on, but they're like, Tom has made, like, this, this, and this since the first breakup, and and Mark has not released anything besides Blink since 2011, or, two, or in 11 years, I'm sorry. And I was like, wow, that is kind of an interesting way to look at it. Like, good or bad, Tom has released a shit ton of stuff since, since, uh, for in the past 11 years. Yeah. I mean, uh, he is pumping out material left and right. Yeah. I, you know, quality again is debatable, but he's been doing it. And <clears throat> Mark, besides, uh, producing and, and, uh, anything with Blink 22, which is the album and the EP, and, uh, which again would be canceled out because Tom also did those. Uh, he hasn't done anything else in 11 years. I mean, he's talked about working on stuff, but he's not put out anything. You know, we haven't heard anything from nothing and nobody and all that stuff. So it's kind of like, well, except for the, when your heart stops beating, that was, that was 11 years ago. I believe. Oh, was that saying. 11 years ago now? I don't know. 2000. When did it come out? 2005, I believe. Was it? Holy shit. So, uh, about 10 years ago, we'll say, mm. we can say, say nine, but still nine years. Holy Even shit. So, you know? Yeah. It's almost a fucking decade. Yeah. And Tom has put out what since then, you know what I mean? Like he's put out two love albums. Or actually, no, since 2005, he's put out all of the Angels and Airwaves albums. I believe they all came out in Yeah, five Angels albums and two EPs. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's something (laughs) to be said for the fact, you know, like, Tom. In movies. Yeah, he did did put Blink on the back burner, which he finally openly admitted, but he still was putting out stuff. He has something something to kind of show for why he wasn't uh, with Blink, you know? And he admitted that he still wants to do Blink, he's just can't right now but he'd like yeah, to go he, back and do it after he gets the point 
and he even said, you know, with uh, with Matt, he's like, I think it's it's fine. I think it's great. They should do it. And I, you know, that's kind of what I was hoping to hear. I would really would like to hear, like, you know, when they released the album that Tom was on one of the songs. I think that'd be awesome. Like, it was, yeah. like they just call it Blink One Eight Two and Matt Skiba or whatever they call it. And there's a song. It's like the last song. And it's just called Blink One Eight Two, and it's all three of them. That'd be really cool to me, I'll or even all four. Awesome. But just all three would be better. No offense to Matt. I'm not as excited about it as I think I originally was when we talked about it when we first heard about it back in January or whatever it was. But mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm interested and I'll definitely buy it. But I'm not, I'm not necessarily as excited as I was because now it seems a little more final. You know, Tom is not going to be on the album most likely for sure. So it's, it's weird to hear. Um, maybe it'll sound more like Plus Forty Four, which would be fine. I just again, it's all semantics. Yeah. But I wish they would change the name. I thought it was interesting to hear that he reached out to mark and travis to do something with the poet story yeah either on dreamwalker or at least for the ep i'm sure and again i'm not surprised that if he did do that which i mean he's just this is hearsay i don't know we weren't there yeah that's the thing hold on like, remind me about this but i'm gonna say this too a lot of people are like going on and it's like oh he's such a dick and it's like look yes he probably is a dick but we still don't know what happened this is just what he's saying and what they've said that's all we've heard we don't know what actually happened because i mm-hmm. can tell you i've had arguments with, with my best friend and girlfriends and ex-girlfriends and all that and when you when you're looking back at it, you don't actually remember exactly everything you said and how it went down. You're just telling the story as you saw it. Yeah. That's just the way it is. That's the way humans are. They tell from their perspective, and things get changed, and you, you, you change things in your brain to kind of sometimes benefit your argument. So we don't know what happened. Tom could have been the, the, the only dick in the equation, or it could have been three of them all being assholes, or two being an assholes to one and him being assholes to them, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you, when you listen to the article, you read the article, he talks about Travis's book, he was actually pretty good about it, you know? He's like, you know, no, this had nothing. I don't think Tom was, I mean, Travis was getting his, trying to get his book released around the time of, you know, the, the poet novel, because, you know, he's like, I understand the, the publishing business. It takes a while. And he's like, he's got a lot of great stories, and it's going to be a great book. And I was like, wow, see? He didn't seem. He really didn't seem butthurt in that interview. It was really kind of a different Tom that we've heard uh, in a very long time. Yeah, considering he was kind of. I don't know if he was really butthurt, but he was very reactionary when the news first broke. But apparently, it was news to him too that. Yeah, that they yeah. Were it was funny if you if you read that article. It's like yeah, he laughed and he's like, actually, I read about it on your website. Yeah. And uh, so I, I thought it was actually a pretty good article, and uh, he was it was a lot more well spoken than he had been in recent interviews so that was cool to see and it was a, a little bit more perspective into what happened and mm-hmm. and i would really rather a blink money two with tom than without you know and it seems like he is interested which is what one of the points we had talked about like if he doesn't want to do it fine just say it and don't do it it's not a big deal but it does seem like he wants to do it but he does have priorities that are elsewhere right now and that's okay too yeah absolutely yeah i just wanted to touch on that a little bit and we uh we both actually acquired acquired new gear in in the in a, over the past year. Actually, we both acquired quite a, quite uh, a I've bit gotten, of new gear. Like that that's been kind of my what I said in my last episode of the show is that um it's this the show itself has almost been chronicling all the new acquisitions I got. Which I mean, it started with getting my my Epiphone and the Dirty Fingers pickup. That was like my okay. Well, I need to do something with this, so I might as well start a show mm-hmm. about this. Even adventure for lack of a better term that that i'm going on with music and ever since then it's been well now i have this piece of gear you know it's like i got the audio interface then i got the delay pedal then i got this amp and it's one thing after another i wonder what's next i don't know i hope i'm done I'm tired of spending <laughs> money on shit honestly it's, like it's every time. really fucking expensive isn't it 
since I got this new job, you know, I've had a lot more uh, disposable income than I've ever had in the past. So it's been like, oh, you know, I bought a bunch of vinyl and got the new car, and that's awesome. I love my new car, but I've been, I'm, I keep buying the stuff. And I always tell Casey, I'm like, look, this is it. I really don't think I need anything else, you know. <laughs> When I bought this mixer, I thought it was going to be enough for me, but it turned out I really need a different mixer. <laughs> um, and then I saw this. I played. I went and you know met up with Rex one time. We played, and I liked the way he had his setup with the audio interface. It really is useful, uh, not for skyping apparently. But, no, you I know, guess for, not. For but... recording, it's fine. And uh, we so we set it up. You know, I played with that, and I was like, well, I guess I need to get one of those. So I bought one of those on on Thursday. I think I ordered it, and it came in today. And uh, and then I bought the. Uh, I bought the uh, Tom DeLonge Epiphone uh, ES333, and I got a little did a little uh, upgrading on the Fender, and I bought the new amp. I believe it was last year. I bought the new amp. Right. And yeah, uh, yeah it was. And um, Line Six so, Spider Three or Four. Spider Four, seventy-five four. watt. Nice. Which I I have a crate. Uh, it's got two twelves in it, and I really love it. But it it was giving me shit, and my dad's got it. And he's gonna try and. Although that'll probably take 10 years to get him to fix it, so I'll probably have to just do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm excited about, you know, all this stuff. Finally, I get to, because, you know, we you and I started a project about two months ago, I guess now, where we said we're going to write uh, each write a song about a, a, a topic we both agreed upon and mm-hmm. from do, two different perspectives. We weren't going to, and up until today, which we still didn't give any much of anything away, we, we I heard a little bit of your song and you heard a little bit of mine, just the guitar. Yeah. But we have not, we agreed from the beginning we wouldn't share anything. Because normally when we talk about anything, making a song or whatever, we collaborate, we kind of send each other, uh, we send back and forth, we send each other uh, samples or ideas or whatever. And this one was a, it was a decision, at least I made, where I was like, I, I want us to come, no influence whatsoever from each other, just do it and put it together and record it and get it up but i was having trouble with the getting the right sound out of my mixer so i bought the audio audio interface and hopefully i'll get mine recorded uh by monday and uh we'll do a show again whenever we can and we'll probably do it down the bunny hole and uh we'll 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 play our songs uh at least put them on at the end of the episode if Mm -hmm. we can't play them on air for each other to hear which i don't know if we'll be able to work that out i can play it through my phone but it just won't sound as good right yeah and i'm not sure i'm gonna want to like hear it because i'll probably cringe when i hear my voice um (laughs) That's that's what I've discovered with mine. You know, I, I finished the whole thing and I I uh, uploaded it to my Google Drive account and put it on my phone. I listened to it through headphones. I'm like, okay, that's not bad. I listened to it in the car, which I don't know why it sounds perfect in the car. I mean, my singing still kind of sucks, but I think it's because I, I specifically put like different directional outputs for some of the tracks. Oh so, wow! Like, some Fucking of it goes left. Some of it, it up then. I guess so. Yeah, some of it goes left, some goes right. So like in the car with the stereo surround. It sounds great, but putting it on my phone and just letting it play, I was showing it to some of my coworkers, and I'm like, no, it sounds better than this, I promise. This sounds yeah. like garbage. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't showed it to anybody. I was telling Casey, she's like, you're not going to let me hear it? I was like, you can probably hear it. I, I just won't be want to be in the same room when you're listening to it. I've never <laughs> yeah. been comfortable with that kind of stuff. I mean, when it comes to me singing, guitar playing, I'm less bothersome about it because I'm like, you know, whatever. But singing, I'm very, it's kind of a personal thing, I guess. Right. And um, so I'm I'm interested to hear what you have. And it's going to, I think it's going to be a lot better than what I have. I think my guitar is fine. I think I'm, I'm, I'm very satisfied with the, what I came up with. It's easy stuff, but it, it just, it works for me. Um, the, the only criticism I'm, I'm for sure, like, I feel like I'm going to get from it is, uh, part of it is very repetitive, but, uh, I'm very happy with it. The words, eh, I, I feel like could definitely use like a few more tweaks, but I'm pretty solid with what I've had, what I've got. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a little insight to the song will be that I, 
I remember there's a song by the Foo Fighters, Times Like These, where he says one thing in the beginning where he's like, you know, I'm your fool. And then at the end of it, he says, I have a confession to make, I'm no fool. And I always like the idea that it changed from the beginning of the song to the end. Mm-hmm. And I always love that. So I, I kind of put an element of that in mind. That's cool. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy about that lyrically, but everything else is not, I'm not proud of necessarily, but it, I don't feel like it cohesively tells a story. And maybe if I added another like three verses, I could really tell a story. So maybe that's the problem is it seems a little incomplete, but I think, I think it does tell a story. It's just not all the way there, Mm -hmm. but I'm excited because this is something that we uh, said we were going to do. And I have done it. I I did do what I said I was going to do. I made them, I came up with lyrics and the music. I just haven't been able to get it recorded like I wanted. Right. And it's weird too, because I have to sing into this thing. And I'm like, I always, when I do podcasts by myself, we've talked about this. You've talked about it on 8-Bit Packet Cast. When you're doing a podcast with yourself in a house with people there, whether or not you know they can hear you or not, <laughs> is just a weird thing to do. Yeah. And I have to have Casey leave when I do it, or I try and schedule it around times when I know she's not going to be here. So mm-hmm. I'm, I don't. It's not something I worry about. When I'm talking to somebody, I barely know on the internet. Apparently, it has no consequence whatsoever on me. But when I'm talking to myself, it's fucking weird. And singing falls into the. Actually, it's that same category, but amplified because now you're singing into it, and you're fairly sure someone can hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's because like, both of those are, just... are fears that I've had to really overcome. I mean, over the last year in general, you know, since I've started doing cover songs, there was a, a friend of mine I was talking to, and she's like, oh, I really want to hear you sing. And I'm like, fuck, no, you don't. It's awful. But I finally mustered up the courage to just, like, record a little bit. And she's like, wow, that's really good. And, and she shared it with, like, mutual friends and everything, and everyone was... And then she fucked you. I wish. Oh, um, okay. She... <laughs> she's your mom, so it's weird. Yeah, see, that that's where we draw the line. Um no, then, not, then not everyone, in Texas. What? Not in Texas. Not in Texas. Yeah, but only in not Texas. Only in not Texas. Yeah. Um, but then you know, everyone's like, yeah, you should keep doing that. So then it just kind of like pushed me to keep going a little bit further with it. And I think that's why I'm so comfortable just releasing anything. I mean, I don't think I sound very good singing, but it, I, people seem to respond to it rather positively. So. I yeah, guess, no, it's good I guess, stuff. I've, I guess if people heard, like it, I'll keep doing it. But I've I've heard quite a quite a few of the ones you've done, and and they are very good. I mean, it it takes a lot of courage for anybody, whether or not they're good at seeing or bad, uh, to do that kind of stuff. And like, I, I would never put mine. Like when I sent you mine, on, I was like, you can share it if you that want. One was don't fucking, fucking tag good. me. Do not fucking tag <laughs> me in any way because I don't. I have a few friends that probably be like, oh, that's that's cool, or that's not too bad. But I have some asshole friends that I am not even close to interested in what the fuck they have to say, and they're going to say it anyway. They just tear it apart. Yeah, and I'm just like, look, I, I mean, I know that's what we do on our podcast, but mm-hmm. I don't really do that to people that aren't celebrities or famous or in a band. Like, you know, right, I do it yeah. to those, but I would, I don't, I really don't think I would do it because I know exactly how it would feel to hear it from someone else. You know, so I would never really do it to someone like I knew. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, if I had some negative to say, I just wouldn't say it. Uh, I mean, if they're like, do you have something to say, negative or otherwise, please tell me. Then I would be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. But, you know, if they didn't <laughs> solicit it, I wouldn't give it to them. Yeah. Uh, um, but I feel like a lot of my friends would definitely jump right at it, you know. And uh, I'm already kind of insecure about that, so I'm not in the place. Because uh, I remember Gray and I, a long time ago, I'd written a, a song. Uh, I think it was one I actually shared with you, the lyrics, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, why don't you tell me what you got, you know, on the podcast. And I was like, I'm just not. I'm not ready to be judged yet with it. I'm not right. there where I'm comfortable being judged. See, so. that, that's the other thing, too, is, I mean, with with these two songs that we're writing, these are our own personal songs. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's a whole different level of being judged. And if I'm singing a cover song, that's different. Yeah, know? it's like I didn't write this shit. Yeah, it's like if it sounds like shit, well, that's not my fault. But but this one, it's like this is for both of us. This is coming from a specific place with within ourselves that that we're projecting into this song, and it's it's kind of a, a specific level of exposure for us that we're not used to. Mm-hmm. And that's kind yeah, of terrifying. It is a little bit. It's a little bit, you know, and. And I remember I've told Casey several times when it came to writing songs or the, uh, if you listen to that podcast, I think where I talked to Joe, uh, just mm-hmm. where I was talking about originally, I wanted to write a book and I think I talked to Mark about it and I was like, God, that's really fucking pretentious. I think you can write a book when you've done almost nothing in your life. <laughs> like, what would you even say? Yeah. You know? And, but I was thinking, you know, like with, with Casey, I've told her, I was like, you know, if I do ever write anything, it's going to have to come from a place of, of like, you know, broken heart or sad or something which thankfully you i've never experienced with you so that means it's going to come from the one other girlfriend that i had that was a big part of my life and i was right i just wanted it's like i want you to understand that i'm okay with what i'm doing but it's not like something i reflect on but when when i have to draw from some kind of inspiration that's where it's going to come from uh if i wrote a movie that would probably rely heavily in this uh, rely heavily on that because that's what i know and mm-hmm. you know i always i remember when we first started dating we talked a lot about green day and, and blingway too and i'm like you know these guys are almost all of them are in successful marriages right now but a lot of the songs don't seem to reflect that so i'm like you know if you were married to billy joe or something like that and he wrote some of the songs you know about past loves would that be bothersome or do you think he's just he seems like a guy that can you can just give him a topic and he can write a song about it without having any personal connection but i mean but what if he does what if he does draw from personal i, I uh, feel like somebody like him or even like like tom and mark in this instance would definitely be drawing upon some buried emotion that they're just saving for that specific moment yeah like i mean if you listen to uh what's her name like if you're married to somebody and someone writes a song like what's her name you know, <laughs> yeah like, what like what's going on here is this how you currently feel or is this just something you felt a while back and you're just kind of drawing on you know because that could that could be bothersome if you feel like you're in a happy relationship and then this person you're with is writing a song about yeah. wondering what what could have been with somebody else i mean that could be problematic so i was very you know i was always very clear to be like look this is not about how i feel now this is just something i know so which is interesting that you bring up because as i showed you what last week or something i'm going through old broadcast episodes finally and mm-hmm. i just got to one where you and the ex had i think just got back together uh we didn't get back together but we kind of uh, re- it was like we we kind of like met up again because we oh, stopped like re- talking for a really re- long yeah, time okay yeah reconnected like that and yeah like, I mean, that's where I, that's the episode I'm on right now is where you talked about that. And I'm like, this is weird to hear because I know where you are now. And then I have to remember, <laughs> this is like, what, three or four years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was a while back. It was the, actually the episode with your brother on it too. Oh, it's my favorite one. It's probably yeah. one of my favorite. Episode no, I mean, six, I think it is or something It's like that. one of those. I can't, I can't remember. Five it wasn't stay. I don't think it was stay gay for the kids. I think it was born ready or something like that. I can't remember what it was called. I believe so, but, yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird hearing all that stuff too when you go back. It's the same way how I felt when I was listening to, all right, if I wasn't listening to it, I was talking about it to Casey. I was like, it's so weird because if I ever go back and listen to 8 Bit Cast around the time when, you know, the last uh, lady lady friend of yours, it was kind of weird to hear it because I was listening to some of them and you were kind of going through the end of it. It was strange to hear because I knew what was going on, but in the <laughs> podcast you weren't, I wasn't, I was way back in the future or in the past, so it was strange. It's like you peeked ahead hear. at the end of the book and then went, decided you ever, to read through it. Well, you can't actually ever hear the first uh, first seventy episodes of just that because I never put them back up when I switched over to this uh, GoDaddy stuff. But the first ones is when I started dating Casey, and you can you'll know then. But it's just strange. 
Um, Are they gone like forever? Lo- those? No, I have on my on my other computer. I just oh, never. Okay. I was just too lazy to re-upload all of them. I gotcha. Because it's not just like oh, put them up and they're there. You got to put them up and then link them all and write the bios and shit. And I was like, I don't have time for this. I mean, really, I just don't want to do it. But <laughs> I still have them. If I ever get around to it, I'll put them back up. But um, I just never did. And they're awful. They're fucking awful. Like they were awful, so awful. I mean, what, um, not that these are any better, but God, they're awful. At what point did you start doing Just Zach versus Vodcast? Like what? What? September, September of like twenty, twenty twelve, I think. It was about two years into broadcast, or twenty thirteen, maybe. It was yeah, it was close to that because we started broadcast in two thousand eleven, so it was like twenty thirteen, I guess. Because then I think Mark and I started. No, it had to be twenty. I think it was twenty twelve because Mark and I started two for two years ago, which puts that at twenty thirteen. So yeah, it was twenty twelve. I started that one around September, mm, and the okay. reason was because I. Because Gray and I could not, he wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't, we couldn't get together and he didn't want to get together most of the time. We couldn't make it work. So I was like, well, I still want to do this. And if I can't do broadcast with somebody else because he's going to get buttered, I'm going to do, I'm going to do something. And yeah. that's what I did. It was born out of necessity, not because it needed to be there. How, uh, how long were you guys consistent before he started kind of fading away from the show? Well, it was difficult. To be fair, like, we lived two hours apart and, and we couldn't do it the way like you and I do it because mm-hmm. he had a he had a computer by a company he doesn't have his own but a company gave him a computer but anything that was done on that computer th- th- it was theirs they owned so if he recorded anything not you know they owned it and he was like I don't really want to do that I'm not sure I'm comfortable I was like that's fine so we couldn't do it the way you and sense. I do it because that would have been much easier oh yeah we couldn't do we couldn't do that so um, I don't know it was it was fairly consistent for a while a couple months maybe i mean you can look at the dates i think the dates are on there and you'll see how where it started to kind of falter there was a like one year i think last year where we didn't do almost yeah, i don't think we did any last year how long did you guys use a cell phone to record it oh fuck it. you probably hear it in the episode where we talk about it but probably quite a while up until like 55 maybe oh okay or maybe a little bit i'm trying yeah, i think it was about 55 I didn't get the Yeti that you used to have until 2013. Oh wow! I think, yeah, a lot of the beginning of Jack was done on a on the on the iPhone as well. A lot oh, of them really? were done on yeah. Everything was done on iPhone for the first year at least. Uh, Jack was the first three months or four months until Christmas when I got the Yeti. I think I want to say Casey's. No, I bought the. I don't know who bought the Yeti. If I bought, I think I bought the Yeti, but. Sometime around, sometime after September, I got that thing. So yeah, all all of it was done with an iPhone. Which is when you listen back to, it, I mean, the, the, the audio isn't as bad as you would think. Oh, it's not iPhone. terrible at all. I mean, you could tell it's on a cell phone, but it's not by any means like crappy or anything like that. Yeah, and there was no editing or any of that stuff. With I mean, I don't really. I did a couple. Like, there's one just like I don't think you'll ever hear, but it was like 45 minutes long, and it really was like 50 minutes long. But I went through and actually edited out any kind of ums or yeahs or any of that shit and it was just, <laughs> oh, I took God. a I took like five minutes and you wouldn't think that's a lot but five minutes of a half a second or a second is a lot of stuff to take out yeah and no, so I took all that out I've done that with some of our down the bunny holes like the ones that uh, uh whenever I was like sick or something and, and I'd be like coughing into the microphone or sniffling or something like that I went through and just took out every single nasty bodily noise that I yeah, heard and, and it and it takes forever to like, up, if I really yeah, went through forever. and and edited these podcasts i mean i would that's a full-time job you're looking at right there just trying to do all this stuff, <laughs> yeah. it takes forever to, to just go through and put stuff so that's why i'm i'm pretty just like you know get the intro get the outro and just try and hope everything sounds good in the middle mm-hmm. 
And yeah, if you go through and listen, you'll hear different intros and stuff. And I kind of recorded all those. And Kyle, I don't remember when we got Kyle to do it. Kyle Abear to do the intro. He came in at some point. And uh, if you ever just really want to get like a good taste of Bloodcast, the, the sampler is probably the best way to do it. Yeah, I just saw that one as I was scrolling through the list. It's... Yeah, that's got every something from almost every episode we did up until that point. Cool. That took forever. That took like three or four days to put together. Oh, I imagine. Because I would listen, go back and listen and go, okay, I think that's something I should put in there or that's something that should be, you know. So I'd I'd put them in there. Where where was that one put at? Uh, 51 or 52? I think it's it's not numbered. It's numbered like 000, but it's like after 51. Uh, Yeah, it's after 52. In between 52 and 53. Yeah, because there's like a year of them and I I put all the stuff. The first year of broadcast. And I wanted to do that every year, but we never got around to doing full <laughs> yeah. two years. So, and I was like, should I do that with just Zach? No, that was a god awful process. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> it's probably a lot better when you have multiple people on the project too. Mm, yeah, um, which I did. Did you guys get a chance to record anything when you went and saw no. Kevin and Ralph? We didn't really take a chance. Honestly, we could have, but it, <sighs> you know, it's kind of the same with just Zach. I kind of I haven't done one for this week yet. I'll do one before the week's over, but. You know, I have had plenty of times where Casey wasn't here, but I just wasn't in the mood to do it, so I'm not going to fucking right, sit yeah. here and try and do it. And the same thing goes with that, especially with that. That's one thing I've learned with him and I is, like, look, if I'm not in the mood or he's not in the mood, don't try and do it because it's just going to be fucking awful. Yeah, and that'll don't. put a strain on the friendship again, yes, more than likely. It's just, it's just like, let's just, you know, I didn't bring it up because I wasn't feeling it, and I knew he wasn't. If I wasn't, he was, he'll do it if I want him to, but it's not what I want. I want him to call me one day and be like, hey, let's do it. We should do an episode. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it right now. Oh, the energy you know? on that would be huge, too. Well, if you listen to the last one we did, it wasn't too bad because we talked about it for months trying to get that one to work with our schedules, and we finally did. It wasn't that bad. It was fun. I wish mm-hmm. we could do it again. Well, that one was like good timing, too. For, too I just for keep the... talking, and I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> or you have weird people calling in on your fucking live show. Oh, that was irritating that shit. That was so weird, dude. I didn't like that at all. I wish you would have called in instead. I, I wanted to, but, you know, I prioritize things differently, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Just well, my like brother Tom. called in, and that was fucking cool as shit. Yeah, that was really, great. I love to have my brother call in. He makes me laugh so much. Yeah, is he uh, toying around with the idea of starting his own show yet, or is he at least going to keep calling in and being on your guys' show? I think it's more likely he'd just call in every now and then. He's just, he's a dad now, so his, his priorities are obviously oh, yeah. where, they need, where they need to be, but uh, it's... I think he could if I if he knew how to do it a little bit better he might do it. I've always, always he you know we made a joke about doing Daddy Daycast because yeah. he's a dad now and I think that'd be funny. I mean it wouldn't probably be about that because I was like what would we even talk about? He's like I don't know man you know you and I just start talking and shit comes out and I was like well that's true. So I don't I don't know I think we would just do that It'd probably have nothing to do with being a dad mm-hmm. except for like shut up Biden. <laughs> yeah. The occasional cry in the background you hear a yeah. snack. Which mostly is me. He's pretty good about it. He just ignores it. But I'm like, if you don't shut that kid up, I'm gonna... <laughs> I can't wait till he's older and I can be like, look, listen to this. Do you hear this? This was you being a fucking annoying baby. And he's like, I was a baby. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. You should have been better about it. You're ruining the quality of this mediocre podcast. <laughs> You're really killing it. You're taking it from me. We can't take any, any more sacrifices in the, in the, in the quality, okay? <laughs> we're at, at our best, we're bare minimum, and we cannot go lower than that. Uh, maybe that's the new Blood Pod slogan, dude. Hmm. Well, we got best or the bare minimum. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Yeah, after uh, the podcast wear a, go to die dies yeah. off. Yeah, I wanted to wear a, a blood pod shirt, but I had a to the Kevin Smith thing. But I had a I had actually bought a while back. They had these uh, keep when the keep calm thing was pretty popular. It was keep calm in Babylon, and I oh, that's that. perfect. So I wore that there, and it was 
like I was like, this is it. I never have a reason to wear this shirt. So did you? Um, did you get a chance to meet him at all, or were there no, any opportunities? No, there were opportunities though. After the show, we all everybody that wanted to meet him waited by the stage door exit where their cars were, and we waited from eleven. I think the show ended about eleven twenty ish, eleven thirty. So we went out and waited until about twelve thirty, and I think they were going to come out, but I had been holding, having to go to take a shit since like ten thirty. <laughs> oh no. And it was hurting. I was like, I can't. I can't do it. I've got to go. I was like, Ray, you're more than welcome to stay. I'm not going to be mad at you or anything. You know, whatever you want to do is fine. But I have to go. And he's like, oh, fuck it. I don't really care anyway. So we went. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like him. And, and we went and took a shit. Well, we didn't go. I went and took a shit. <laughs> we and went and I, took a uh, shit, yeah. Well, we went up to the room and I took a shit. And I thought I was, I was like, okay. I came out. And I was like, no, nah, I need to. I think I'm going to have to go back in. And I did that. And then by the time that happened, I was like, they're not there. We went back down because I had to get my something out of my car. And we looked, and yeah, everybody was cleared out, and the cars were gone. So I was like, I'm really Damn. bummed that I couldn't do it. But I tried, man. He just I don't know why it took him so long to fucking come out. How many people were waiting there for him? Probably about 30 people. Oh, so he probably did have a chance to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, he him. probably would. Yeah, I would something take a picture. People had comic books that he had written, and they were trying to get autographed and things like that. And people made things to give him and stuff like that. And so Gray was like, "Do you think it's weird, like, to have people? Do you like, do you think it bother you?" I was like, "Man, I would love to have people fucking want me to sign shit. I'd be signing shit all day long." Yeah, he's no like, "You kidding. don't think you get tired of it?" I was like, "Right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if I did it all the time, I get tired of it, but." I mean, Kevin's not like Brad Pitt level where it's just all the time bombarded by like paparazzi. I was like, at Kevin's level, I think I could deal with it pretty easily. It'd be nice. Yeah. To have people that actually want to hear you fucking do shit, you know, when you got people that don't quite a bit, it'd be kind of fun to have like, yeah, I'll take time to talk to you guys. You want to hear my shit? Maybe someday. So, maybe. Maybe someday. Never After the song, everything will go much better for us. Yeah. This is this is our, our fucking, what do you call it? I'll tell you what I'd like to do, and this will never happen, but I, I really wish we could work this out because I, I, if I had more time, I feel like I could make better better stuff than I made and mm-hmm. I could make more of it. What I wish we could do is like each take a week off and either one of us goes something like there or here or meet somewhere and just like literally be like, you know, get a hotel room or something and be like, yeah, if we go somewhere, sure, we'll go check stuff out. But like basically just like let's make like this amount of songs or let's go see what we can do and just spend that whole week that's all we do like it's 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 not really a vacation at that point but like that's what we would do is just go bring our guitars and and um recording equipment that was necessary that's why it'd really be easier to have one of us go to one of the other persons because then we're not traveling with a bunch of shit to one's place you know but mm-hmm. that would be well, the I am idea about is, to have six months off so well shit then you can come down here uh and i'll take a week off and we'll just like you just you just take that week and you go, okay, we've got seven days. So let's do four days of like figuring stuff out. And then three days getting it done, like mm-hmm. getting it recorded or whatever. And I think that'd be kind of cool. I, I have not thought about that until like just now, but I think that'd be kind of the best way to, to that actually That would be do really something. fucking awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, if we, I don't know to me, cause I, since we're not famous people or something like that, I just be like, let's put it out on something like, like for free. I wouldn't give a shit, you know, cause it's, it's just something fun. If people like it, then that's great. Cause it's not like we could get in a band and go tour because of where we fucking live, how far we live. But right. it would be kind of cool to put out like just a short little EP of like, you know, you'd have to include these first songs for sure, because that was what started. But then there'd be like collaborations that, in, that would be like us actually writing songs together mm-hmm. instead of separate songs. Uh, so I was like, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool to do that. Isn't that kind of the unofficial next step after this is for us to... Well, yeah, but never, like, not, like, meet in the in one place, and that's all we do. Because if cause that, that way we could do it in, like, a week. And even if we didn't finish, we'd go, wow, we've got some really good starting points here. Yeah, but we, if, we definitely have a great place to go from there. 
I mean, when you have six months off, it'll be a lot easier, but I won't get six months off, especially with school for the next two years, so it's going to be something where I have to, if I do this, I'll have to go, okay, like, it's taking us two months to get this one, for me to get this one done, and um, so, at two months per song, that's six songs a year, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is an EP, that I mean, is, six yeah. songs each, that's 12 songs, That's, that's but I'm talking about album. writing songs together, you know, which we could do Skype, but it's just not the same, like, when I was hanging out with Rex and we were jamming, like that oh, that's was, a whole new that, element yeah that's this that's totally different and it's a lot more it's a lot more collaborative it's easier to be collaborative and you can go oh what do you think about this and it's like, oh i like that but let's do this with it and it's like oh yeah cool and it becomes something entirely different mm-hmm. we've tried jamming on here together and basically we do we play guitar i play you play we play together but we can't really play together we can just kind of alternate and it's not really the same you can hear it but you can't feel it yeah and uh so if we could find a way to get in the same room for like a week uh or a couple uh four days at least <sighs> Sorry, I'm tired. I think we could really do some some damage. But mm-hmm. I think uh, I think one of my favorite things about this endeavor that we're on right now with writing our own songs, you know, how you said before that we've we've come up with lyrics and little riffs and things like that. We send to each other. Oh, what do you think of this? Oh, that's awesome. Then we just kind of leave it at that. But with this, we have like this entire thing we've been working on. We want to share bits and pieces of it but we're not supposed to. So it's like, well, we put, just put the whole thing together and like, and then share it. So it kind of forces us to finish the whole entire thing. Like for me, it's like I, I create a little riff, I send it to you, you give me feedback on it, then I just kind of put it in the drawer and save it for later. But because I have to put together this entire song and finish it completely to share it with you, it's like it's actually forcing me to follow through. Yeah. And that's huge. I li- I really like that element of it. Yeah, that was part of it for me because I was like, "Look, if we if we do this the way we do it, we'll never really commit to it. But if we go, look, all right, we have two weeks to come up with music or lyrics, and then the next two weeks we have to do the opposite of what we did, mm-hmm. or however you want to do it. But it was two, you had two weeks for each, and that was it. And then you had a week to record, and that didn't work out because of uh, I, I really need to get this audio interface, and over time, kind of stopped before i was ready for it to stop so yeah i couldn't afford to just kind of go and actually i really couldn't afford it this time i put it on my credit card and i was like i just need to get it because i know i'm going to use it so mm-hmm. uh but, but but i think the the, the time time constraints and the, and the commitment was the biggest issue for us because it was like we, we like you said we always write things and share them but we never put it into anything this was like look this is what we have to do this is the goal this is what we when we have to achieve it by and and that's it and i think when you start putting goals and, and dates on things that's when you in deadlines that's when you start actually doing something for me that's what i get something done because if i just go oh i'll do it i'm never going to do it but if i go i need to have this much done by this point and which is bet which is the best way to do it because you go oh i've got to write a movie you know in six months you won't yeah. do it but if you're like you know what i need to just do 10 pages this week mm-hmm. and then you by the note by the end of like six weeks you've got 60 pages you're like holy shit yeah if you break it down into the smaller elements like that manage your helps. expectations and yeah. uh and make manageable goals and i think that's what we did that was I think that was pretty good that we did it that way, and uh, it lived, clearly we we both have written a, uh, and you've recorded, written and recorded a song, and I've written and I'm going to record a song, and and uh, you know had we not had you not used um, lyrics from what is it Sirens, uh, Call to Arm, what was that song? Which one? The Angels and Airwaves song. Which one? On your fir- on on, a- on your Ava Packy cast, spread love like violence. Oh, fucking secret crowds. Secret Crowds. Had you not put that on, uh, as a title on a podcast, we wouldn't be here now. <laughs> yeah, the fucking odds of that. Over a year ago, you know, and and here we are, and we, we've got. Uh, well, we've done quite a bit. We've we started a podcast and become pretty good friends, and we've we've got music that we're gonna 
unfortunately uh release upon the world so <laughs> i'd say that only talking about my own not yours but uh it's pretty cool thinking about you know how much uh and we both acquired quite a, a bunch of new equipment since since then yeah all of which i never would have even thought to get without um us meeting you know it's like the us starting down the bunny hole kind of forced me to pick up my guitar and play more because you know you were playing it pretty pretty proficiently at the time You're welcome and and i'm like well fuck you know i want to do the same thing you know so we have something more to talk about and then that made me realize well my guitar actually kind of sounds like shit so i need to get something <laughs> better <laughs> and, and then the podcasting itself i mean that that kept me you know it you know in doing 8-bit when when the whole thing went down with my ex-girlfriend, you know, I, I let that fall completely. I only did that whenever I had a chance. But, you know, with our show, even though it was not that I could do it every week like we wanted to, there was still a... Much like with this project we're doing, there, there's a factor of accountability in place, right? I have something I have to do, you know, for somebody. And and uh, so, that I mean, that, that at least kept the podcasting fire going for me so that when that whole relationship fell apart, I still had this to fall back on. Mm-hmm. And then that led to me getting this whole new microphone set up and the whole audio interface, which helped with the recording and so forth and so forth. Yeah, that's actually changed things quite a bit, I'd say, for you. And uh, it's pretty cool to see, you know, where we're at with things. And I wanted to say kind of back on the Blinkway 2 subject, not so much about us, but I was, uh, when Gray and I used to go to College Station a lot, we'd always listen to Dude Ranch. And that was kind of the thing. We'd be in the background. We'd kind of chit-chat about or whatever's going on in our lives and stuff like that. So when Gray and I decided to make this trip to San Antonio, um, naturally I was like, we got to do that again. We, you know, kind of a little bit of nostalgia and kind of just rehash the past a little bit. So I was like, I told him, I was like, look, we'll, we've got three hours. We can listen to all kinds of things and we will, but Dude Ranch is a, is a, is a must. We have to listen to Dude Ranch, you know? So yeah, we listened to Dude Ranch and it was, it was awesome. We listened to Dude Ranch and it's strange, you know, cause he's not a big Tom fan, but Boxcar Racer, the album Boxcar Racer is actually one of his favorite albums. And, uh, that's, oh, that's, that's something cool. we can kind of bond over. And we listened to that one and, you know, we were singing and talking the whole time. And, you know, I was like, the, you know, it was kind of, he's kind of going through a rough time in his life right now. And we're, I was like, you know, it's funny about this stuff and this music. And, and anytime I, I find that when you're listening, when you're going through a rough time, you kind of find something you can relate to. And you like, for me, it's Blink-22 a lot or Boxcar Racer, but it's usually the worst thing to listen to. <laughs> yeah. If you're going through a breakup or you're just having a hard time or whatever, because it just kind of drives the point home, if you will. Yeah, it reiterates the whole feeling that, that you have and and while it's cool to, to have that resonate with somebody else it's still like wow this fucking sucks so but we listened to you know like i said dude ranch and um boxcar entirety and entire in both of their entireties and we listened to uh when your heart stops beating because that's also another album he likes and and a little bit of uh some of the state and uh take off your pants and jacket and self-titled nice so it was actually a pretty well-rounded uh trip there and uh, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun and i love listening to dude ranch it was it kind of took me back to back, you know uh, 10 years ago when we were driving to college station and doing the same thing but we we had plenty of time to listen to whatever we wanted because it was a three-hour drive instead of an hour and a half so it was kind of fun that's pretty cool yeah it was a good time but yeah I, i'm i'm you know it's cool all the stuff we've acquired since we started doing podcast and and uh you know had you not thought to talk about angels and airwaves or put that in the title you know none of this happens and conversely you know if kevin never does a podcast i don't do one and i never meet mark uh i I don't 
Gray and I don't put our relationship to the test uh, in another way, you know, which we did before podcasting many times, but that one was probably the toughest thing we ever had to go through, which sounds silly when you say it out loud, but it, was, it really did fucking test us and me especially. But, you know, without Kevin doing that, like, this doesn't happen. So many things don't happen if he doesn't do a podcast. Because, yeah, there were podcasts <laughs> yeah. before Kevin, but I didn't fucking listen to him. Right. And uh, so it's weird how little things like that, you know, kind of another thing was with, like with Gray and I, or, or really anybody that I like Casey's another one that works with. If, if, you know, he, he was born in Amarillo, Texas, which is 12 hours away from me and still in Texas, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, Should he, know uh, fucking state. if his parents don't, if his parents work out and they don't get a divorce, he never moves down to, to Seabrook, which is uh, right down the road for me. And we never become friends. Mm-hmm. So it's just so many things had to happen that, to make that that we you know to made it to where we became friends and then best friends, and if one any one of those things like my parents that weren't from here either. I mean, they were his parents are from Texas, mine weren't. But if mine were from Tennessee and, and Michigan, if they don't move down here, none of this happens, and I'd be something entirely different. I probably don't even listen to Blink One Eight Two. I don't know, you know, like <laughs> yeah. so many things that had to happen for us to be friends, and it's crazy to think like all of it everything just fell into place. Same with Casey. Her parents are from North Carolina. If they if they don't move down here she's born still probably but i don't i don't meet her i don't date her we don't live together we don't have two cats one which is annoying and i'll give away um <laughs> but none of that happens and it's just crazy to think throughout your life of all these decisions where one of them was made just slightly differently so many things would not be it's weird to think about that yeah i mean well, on the same note you know with my best friend oddly enough it's it's thanks to god that him and i are friends well, I mean, some maybe not God, but no, you know, oh, it's the to, thanks to the concept of God. Um, <laughs> thanks to something, maybe. <laughs> no, because because his dad was a a pastor for the oh, okay, that's fine, church, no. and you know, they, they he was born in Washington, and then when he was like eight or nine, they moved to Mich. No, was it? No, and he was like no, he's he was a young kid. I think a, older than a toddler, but well okay. younger than a preteen. But um. They moved to Michigan, lived there for a few years, and then the church brings them to Oregon, and then he ends up in my school because it's a Seventh-day Adventist school, and for some reason I got thrown in there because my cousin went to that school and I said, hey, it's a good educational system. Put him there. Nothing to do with the religion, mm-hmm. my reason for going there, but just because it was supposed to be a good school. Go like, go like Joe, but- Joe, Joe Buffett does with his kids. He's a, he's a devout atheist, but his kids go to Catholic school and he went to Catholic school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, then just because of that, then we end up in the same class. Actually, not even. We were the the sixth grade class. That's when he showed up was split between two different teachers. And he was in the other one. But my friend that was in my class with me met him through the drama class or something like that. And then the three of us started hanging out. And then we kind of kicked that guy out and him and I just stayed friends. And then w- what's funny is because the entire time i i guess his parents weren't doing so well together like they were each other's first everything and you know that Mm. doesn't normally ever work out but because of the whole uh, christian background it was you know absolute sin to divorce and that'd be gay yeah yeah no that's related i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) um so you know they they stayed together for the either for the religion or for the kids one of the two but after uh my best friend graduated high school about a year or two after that his parents finally split but like if they had done that before who knows where he would have ended up and not here and 
subsequently, I don't think I would have been as invested in Blink-182 because of that, because he was always the bigger fan back then. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I was definitely I, the bigger fan, but I get you. I, I mean, I, I listened. Well, you're the biggest fucking fan. No, no, I didn't mean in comparison to him. I <laughs> not agree, and I agree was not the reason. I, I That was kind of something I found on my own, but... Yeah, right, you know, because, I mean, I'd, I'd found, you know, Enema of the State, but I was like, all right, you know, I, I bought their albums, but because of him constantly walking down the hallway and singing the lyrics out loud, I'm like, all right, I should probably listen to these guys some more. Yeah, I will tell you, though, like, uh, Rancid and No Effects would not have happened if i didn't meet gray probably not at least i mean I, I met some of my other friends did listen to him too one of my girlfriends in high school did but i don't know that i would have even hung out with those people had it not been for gray so i wouldn't have found uh the joys of listening to no effects which really is important like i really do like i love blink too more than anything but mm-hmm. they've never, never been a political band and right uh, and yeah, no effects is pretty fucking primarily what no effects does yeah rants is kind of in the middle they do a little bit of both but um i yeah i don't i don't find no effects and rancid if it's not meeting gray because his brother yeah he had the the advantage of having an older brother that was like a couple years old i think he's like 30 34 33 so he's not older than us by much but it's enough to, to you know you get the older brother experience i was the older brother so I, I was always finding shit and and then you know not finding good shit like I, my brother got whatever i liked i guess sometimes but uh, i never had the older brother to kind of like lead me in a, in a certain direction i just kind of you know found my own way i guess but right uh but without gray i don't find no effects and like without his brother i don't think he finds no effects i don't find no effects or at least not to the extent that we did and uh, i'm not i don't know what my life would be like if i never found no effects because i love listening to no effects very much it makes me very happy to hear it and it, it kind of satisfies that need for the political kind of fuck the system shit that i that i do feel like I, is, is important in my life and uh so I mean it's just weird you go back to one, like I said one of these things was done just differently like, the person <laughs> yeah. I could be would could not be the person that's talking right now and I very much like the person I am so fuck I wouldn't have found out about Angels and Airwaves had it not been for him I mean not just because of the Blink-182 connection but I mean I, I might have looked it up eventually but like him and I were sitting at his parents old house talking and he says what are they up to and that's when I was on his computer and I looked up on fucking Wikipedia I think it was you know what tom delong was up to after the breakup and then that's how i found oh okay he started this band oh okay yeah. so you know we get the album and, you know obviously like i've said before i didn't like it very much until the whole playing thing in sequence they're playing the whole thing in sequence and everything but then you know that obviously led to the putting the then the song from the next album in the show which led to this here so mm-hmm. i mean yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's and and you could even probably look back into their lives and be like, if one thing went differently, you know, had had they been okay with Scott and went on, they wouldn't have been going, gone on to be the Blink One Two they are today. We've oh, mentioned yeah. that many times before. Their trajectory of their career changed quite a bit when when they uh, when Travis joined the band and mm-hmm. and you know if they didn't break up. Man, oh, who man. knows what they would have yeah. made? Who knows what, what what could have happened? Maybe it'd been great music. Maybe maybe it wouldn't have. We would have never gotten when your heart stops beating, which would have been a tragedy, and we would have never gotten any of the engineer ways, which I wouldn't say would be a tragedy <laughs> necessarily. But there's a lot like we, we don't need to whisper is one of the the better albums. Um, yeah, it's hard to pick a best. I think Love One and Two are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I put We Don't Need to Whisper. We've done this, but I don't remember which. I know AI Empire would be even behind uh, Dreamwalker. Right, right behind it. Oddly but, um, enough, given the the reason that it started this whole thing but yeah but yeah so it's it's weird when you think about life and and, and turns like that and and we're how much different things could be if one if somebody zigged when they should have zagged so yeah, it's, it's like one of those uh those fucking boards with the little push pins and the pieces of yarn 
connecting to each one. Mm-hmm. Just one of those pins have been pulled out. The whole thing unravels. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of crazy. I'm not trying to. I've never been accused of being deep, but I guess that's about as deep as I'll ever get. That's, that's about as deep as I've ever gone with you. I mean, maybe balls, but other than that, that's, I don't get much deeper. Yeah, it's about balls deep. Yeah. But anyway. I guess we're about at the end, man. That brings us to 59 minutes. That's true. So, so I'll let you So know. end your show however you end it. I appreciate you letting me have you know be on here. It's first time being on, on one of your shows. I don't think I was ever on 8-Bit, was I? No, I've, I've never had anybody on there. Okay. I was so, going to have the ex-girlfriend on there, but she never wanted to. Ouch. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it was cool. I was a, it was quite an honor to be on here and, and join yeah, thank you, on, you on the delayed effect. And uh, I'm glad you're still doing podcasts. It's good to it's good to have an outlet, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. One that that's creative as well. So thanks for letting me be on here. And, yeah, for uh, sure. For those that may be curious, yeah. there will be another down the bunny hole. If you listen to last one, we did talk about how long it would be, probably a while. Mm-hmm. But we will release one with the songs on it for sure. And uh, we've kind of talked about Blingway too, but as you said, we'll definitely talk about it again. But this is my podcast; I don't need to run it. So I, I'm Zach. <laughs> I'm out. And don't forget to check out his other shows, Just Zach, which, what, there's no real consistency to that one, right? Oh, there's one a week most, in most cases. I mean, you try it's to. It's just a, never on, like, day. a specific day, yeah. Yeah. But then Two for always comes out on Tuesdays, right? It will be later now because school's directly affected it, but it'll only be a day later. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Excellent. I haven't listened to the newest one yet. I'm saving that for Clearly. tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I don't have, like, a way to sign this show off yet. I've been trying to think of one, so... I think Go last yourself, week. Bruce Willis. <laughs> uh, last week, I just—I think I just said. Time goes by in the blink of an eye. No, oh, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> Time goes by in the fuck you of an eye. Oh, we'll fuck, see. fuck you, Bruce Blink. You could just—you should just say something like halfway and not even finish it. You know, be like wherever the stars. <laughs> <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty Wherever good. the stars, you finish it. I'm Patty. <laughs> Go fuck yourself.